Welcome on in to June 16th. You're listening to Big Fish Small Pod, the show here on the Fish Stripes Podcast Network, where we catch you up on the last day in 10 minutes or less. So I expect you want to get into it fast after a night like last. If you missed it, prior to the game, the Marlins recalled Jesus Sanchez as Corey Dickerson slid to the injured list. And Jesus started last night, played in left field, and batted fifth, offering a bit of optimism as the team evaluations relate to Jesus Sanchez immediately slotting into the middle of the order ahead of the light-hitting John Birdie, Sandy Leon, and Isan Diaz, who entered the game with just three hits in his last week of starts. Also yesterday, Braxton Garrett was optioned to AAA as the Marlins opted for a deep revenge, calling up Lewis Brenson once again. The game was set with the Marlins looking to provide run support for Trevor Rogers in St. Louis, behind the exuberance of Jesus Sanchez. After an exceptional performance at AAA, Jesus has made good on a poor 2020 stint in the majors and earned his way to another shot, with great reason for optimism that he might stick with the Marlins long term. As the night got underway, KK of the Cardinals, who was named KPO's best pitcher in 2019, generated whiffs with his slider and picked his spots with everything else. He featured a low 90s fastball changeup and curve to supplement that slider, while Yadier Molina helped navigate him through the Marlins' order. After working past Jazz and Starling, Jesus Aguilar stayed on the slider and put it into left. With the runner on base, Kim stayed away from Duvall, throwing four consecutive balls outside to bring up Jesus Sanchez immediately into a leverage spot with two outs and two on. Jesus Sanchez found a fastball low out of the zone and he hit it hard on the ground, but right at the second baseman to end the inning. Despite three walks, it wasn't until the third and Jesus Aguilar that the Marlins again got a hit against Kim. Jesus was again on the slider, Kim's only source of whiffs, and he took the ball away into center field, moving Marte, who walked earlier, to second. Adam Duvall moved the runners, lifting a low curveball and scoring Marte to bring up Jesus Sanchez with runners at second and third and no outs. And according to the postgame presser by Don Mattingly, this is really where the game happened, this early opportunity. As Jesus Sanchez had another juicy chance with runners on base, I personally couldn't help but notice just how much he moved in the box and how much energy he was putting into the gum he was chewing. He just so much energy behind this ball player. Uh, He worked a full count, but Kim placed a slider perfectly on the outside corner to induce a ground out. Like Aguilar, Sanchez was on the slider, but he was unable to come up big while being pitched around by the former KBO best. Birdie and Leon did none better as the Cardinals got out of the inning with just a run. On the other side, Trevor Rogers was his usual self, working six innings, striking out batters, generating swings and misses, and he allowed just three hits. But in that sixth inning, that last inning of work, Jose Rondon had a one-out single, then he stole second after a throwing error was made by Trevor on the play. 
Jose was in to third. Setting up St. Louis with one out and a runner on third. With two gone in the inning, Paul Goldschmidt came through, scoring the runner and tying the game. Anthony Bender and Genesis Cabrera both followed in the seventh and leveled the side with two strikeouts each. Then Blyer came in, worked his way around leadoff singles in the eighth to keep the game tied. But in the ninth, Yimmy Garcia came in to face Paul Goldschmidt and he continued his aggressive approach. He attacked Paul with high heat. After getting him to two strikes, he put a fastball up and away at nearly 99 miles an hour, quite fast for any fastball by Yimmy, clearly an attempt to challenge Paul Goldschmidt, the six-time All-Star, with a fastball up. Goldschmidt took the bait as the four-time Silver Slugger pushed the pitch over the right center wall for a home run, ending the game. A win for St. Louis. As the Cardinals successfully pitched around the short-staffed Marlins offense, shy and Mickey Rowe per se, Yimmy didn't get it done in the ninth, as the Marlins struggled to score runs, and the leverage pitching was again crucial in another Marlins one-run loss. On the year, the Cardinals have thrown the lowest percentage of their pitches for strikes, while the Marlins have thrown the most. Generally speaking, the Marlins are in good company with that ranking, as the Rays and Dodgers are near the top, while the Cardinals are at the bottom amongst the Reds, Royals, and Rockies. But the fact that Kim was able to go to off-speed and generate weak contact as a strong selective pitcher, he was able to limit in the damage despite allowing five walks by just allowing three hits and generating weak contact. Overall, the Marlins have had a poor performance in clutch moments from their pitchers, and that continued tonight. Perhaps in it, a bit of an explanation as to why Miami's record doesn't reflect the positive run differential, as Paul Goldschmidt seems like an obvious candidate as a four-time Silver Slugger to really be worked around by the pitchers. Yimmy chose to challenge him with a fastball up. The Cardinals on the year sit at 34 and 33, and that hides their negative 28 run differential, while the Marlins are below 500 with a positive. Otherwise, worth note, yesterday, besides just a defeat that you don't want, um, Tyler Glass now appears headed for the IL with UCL issues that he has attributed to the now illegal use of foreign substances to grip the baseball, uh, which generally seems to have led to higher spin rates in the game, those sliders, those fastballs with rise, and now mid-season, Major League Baseball is making players adjust to this, and the race ace has changed his approach, and he attributes that to his current ailment. Uh, yesterday, the minor leagues were hard to address, uh, frankly, as uh, advocates for the minor leagues. Advocates for minorleaguers.com confirms that some Bowie Bay Sox players will spend la will have spent last night in their cars as the team offered to cover housing for an unaffordable rate. Uh, they could stay at a hotel for 40% of their paycheck above the recommended affordable housing 
limit of a third of your pay. With that in mind, we'll look to the miners for some highlights. In Jacksonville, the top of the order was the story, as Miguel Rojas was three for four with a double in his first game back. And in a brief rehab assignment, well, the leadoff hitter Bryson Bregman, typically a middle infielder, played third last night and went four for four with a walk to reach base five times ahead of Rojas. On the year, Bryson is hitting 330 and likely represents the next man up at third. With the Blue Wahoos, Nick Fortes was the story. He hit a walk-off home run as the typically catcher or DH brought his OPS in line with Peyton Burdick and Jarrera Encarnacion on that double-A team. In Beloit, Troy Johnston stayed hot, getting on base three more times as his OPS since his promotion to Beloit is now a nice 10.30 or 1.030. Cameron Meisner also stood out offensively, um, but the snappers on the whole went three for 18 with runners in scoring position. Missing opportunities was the highlight of the night in the Midwest for the Marlins organization. Further out in Jupiter, the 18-year-old Yuri Perez somehow lowered his ERA with four more scoreless innings, now just .72 on the year, as he threw 44 of his 68 pitches for strikes, striking out four, walking two, and allowing four hits. As a wild third inning loaded the bases for him, he successfully induced weak contact to get out of the inning. Looking ahead today, the Marlins will try to avoid the sweep against St. Louis as Jesus Sanchez settles into what may be a new normal after his tremendous leap from AAA to the majors. Sandy Alcantara gets the ball for the 1:15 start. That's early afternoon. And otherwise, had that early start, you might be able to expect a trade proposal from Eli on fishstretch.com and a game thread should be up slightly before start. That's all for me. I've been A.T. Wardall, and again, it's June 16th.